Penitentiary of Gaming. Plenipotentiary of Gaming. And what does that mean? Basically the ambassador of the hobby there. Yeah. Is that like your word for the day or something? Uh, I was trying to look for a different word for ambassador. What's wrong with ambassador? Nothing's wrong with, up oh, there it is, plenipotentiary. Definition. By definition. Invested with or conferring full powers. Containing or conferring full power. Invested with full power. Invested with full power. So, I don't know. Maybe that doesn't fit. I don't know. You know what does fit? <laughs> What's that? It's the No Class Podcast. With your host, Eddie. And Matt. Boop, boop. And boop, boop the phone. Boop, boop said the phone. Isn't that magical? Welcome to podcast number 56. Wow. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? We're moving on up. Moving on up. With our energy provided by Ride On Tacos today. Right on. Right on, daddy What did you have, Cool Cat? I had a uh, Frito pie. And the Employee of the Month. And the Employee of the Month taco, yeah, which right you don't mess with the Employee of the Month. Hell no. And I had the Pork Strami Sandwich. And? The Chimmy a- Appetizer, which was some uh, chili powder dusted tortilla chips. And this wonderful, um, like, verde mixed with avocado as the sauce. Mm, so perky. Fantastic. It was really good. It was really good. And we also uh, went out together and held hands while we skipped around in our Dragon's Nest t-shirts. Bum, bum, bum. Our matching shirts. Yeah, it's hilarious. It just happens the first time I've worn it, and he's wearing This his. isn't the first time I've worn mine. Yeah. I really support them. I don't just pay lip service to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But did you ever watch that Clint Eastwood movie, Heartbreak Ridge? Hell yeah. You remember where they had to wear the same t-shirt as him? Uh-huh. So we've got that going on. Yeah, we we yeah. could knock that out pretty easy. Yeah, we walked in right on the guy. I was like, what? Dragon's Nest? And we we're like, it's Kilgore. Check it out, punk. We own it. We're Try the owners it. and operators. Like, you own it? We're like, no, we wish. We're just fanatics. Yeah, we just have so much love. Yeah. Can you feel the love tonight? Well, it is right before Valentine's. Exactly. Valentine's. Go get, get, get some flowers from Walmart's. And, uh... So we are now at that point in the show where we get through the initial banter and we talk about the long con. The long con. What is that? I have never heard of it. This is the first that I'm learning of it. Sounds like some degenerates to me. So aren't we excited? Long con. It'll be here before you know it. I couldn't be any more excited. Well, luckily, Longview Computer Center, when they're not centralizing our computers... Did some really bang up work on our TTE page and our webpage. Yep. Bravo, Mr. Codester. That's right. The Codester. Yeah. The Code Meister. Money bags. Money bags hurdle. That's right. Money bags hurdle. Um, great job. Looks awesome. Appreciate you, man. So, yeah, check out. You have to put the long con RPG. RPG is the phrase that pays to find most of our stuff. Like, you can't just put in no class. It's got to be no class RPG podcast. But um, it's the Long Con RPG, and it'll pull up our webpage. It looks really cool. It's got links for T-shirts. and Can, we, can people buy tickets yet, Eddie? No. When can fun. they? Soon. Exactly. Uh, yeah, soon. That's Perfect. a magic word. It's a magic word. It's a magic word. And we've got our art coming for the... Uh, New shirt design and the program and all that kind of stuff. Our banners. Who arted? Ugh. My boy Santiago. Santiago. He does all of the brilliant artwork now. Yeah, what a guy. Which, since we're just going to lead right into that, he's the guy that did the art for Kabaj- at the Kababachi. <laughs> as it has Say been referred again. to, <laughs> Carnage in the Casino. Uh-huh. which is now available in the Goodman Games online store. Ooh, la, la. So if you slipped up and slept on that Kickstarter, Losers. now you can go buy one at the full retail price 
and not get any of the digital rewards and not get that STL to print out so you have your own laughter bot to light up your life. That STL is pretty sexy. Who did that STL? Our good friend, Marie. Mm-hmm. And she did great. She's talented. Very oh, yeah. Talented. So we are blessed to have so many very talented and wonderful friends. Especially because they work for the right price. Exactly. All right. So the big news, and speaking of our friends, mm-hmm. our friends, we're going to need your support. Yes, please. Because coming up, we have announcement of we have been asked to participate on the Goodman Games Twitch Osphere Twitchery Twitch channel. Twitch channel. Thank you. Okay, I'm I'm not entirely savvy, but I'm learning. An old dog can learn some new tricks. We hope. But anyway, yeah, so we're used to working with Annette. You know, this is heavily edited by Mr. But they won't Annette. let us bring Annette with us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is Annette Funicello even still alive? Does anybody out there know I'm talking about? Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get but, some uh, really dated jokes exactly. right here today. You know, Eileen, Annette, Harry, you know, uh-huh. Mr. Double Chin. Um, but... Um, so I heard you say something about Goodman Games has Goodman officially Games. endorsed yeah. us. Yeah. And That's is awesome. putting us on their channel. They're taking they're taking us to that level of one hour of no net, fully live, partially clothed, you know, shenanigans. So we need all of you out there in Radio Land to follow us into TV Land. Yeah, yeah. Watch us on Twitch. So go get those Twitch accounts made now. Please. Make multiple accounts. Multiple There's accounts. no reason not to. Many. Every electronic device. You probably have a laptop and a cell phone and a tablet. Phone, yeah. Make an account for each one of those. Grandma needs an account. We will tell you dog. the appropriate time to have it turned on. And then that's all you do. Click go and then go make a sandwich. Yeah. yeah. Come back an hour later. We don't yeah. care. Yeah, Just give don't. us the views. We do it. Big numbers. Big numbers. We don't want rookie numbers. Yeah, and really, it won't take all that much to be the the biggest, most popular show on there. Yeah. So that's our big, exciting news right there for the week. And we will keep you tuned. Thank you. Keep it locked in here. And I guess the fun thing about that is it's got to be a PG show. Yeah. I am working without a net. It's it's got me a little... uh, So we've got to try our damn hell best. Not to drop any F-bombs or talk about pee-pees or hoo-hoos or... Well, yeah. I mean, one of the things was like, if you're going to talk about drinking like in a tavern or something, that's, you know, it could be one of those gray areas. And I was like, what? See, I wouldn't even have thought of that. Nope. So we will quickly run afoul of the system. Absolutely. So we need you so we can say, but look, we're a popular show. Look at those numbers. You've never had a show with 12 views before. This could be the moment. But I laugh that we'll still have this place where you, our loyal and wonderful listeners, we can be a little raunchy. You can get the full version. We can we can have a little bit of Billingsgate, and you guys won't get offended, hopefully. All right. Yeah. That brings us into our pop culture stuff. Okay. So you got any books or comic books? That's what I needed to hear. you got to remind me of the format because I've never done this before. Yeah, um, it really hasn't, folks. I really. At least I don't remember it. Uh, so books and comic books upcoming is from Incendium, which I'd never heard of before is the title Frank Frazetta's death dealer written by Mitch Iverson and illustrated by Stefano Martino and Luis Antonio Delgado. Okay. The series brings to life the shadowy horn figure first portrayed by Frazetta in 1973 paintings that has since become an iconic image for the sword and sorcery genre as it is displayed on the wall in my game room. Thank you. It is iconic. So they're making a comic out of the character. About time. I know. It's like it only took them, what, 73? Holy crap. Well, that's an easy math. About 50 years. You know. Ha ha. You know. Um, so there's that's my thing for comic books. I know this is normally your Balawick or wheelhouse or whatever. Well, I really have not read a lot of them right now, but I did do a Kickstarter. There was the uh, Vampire Hunter D mm-hmm. message from Mars, and I think that came out like two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. They did one issue. They were supposed to be five issues or something like that. Mm-hmm. They only did one, and it was freaking 
beautiful, fantastic read. It was everything you want in the Vampire Hunter D comic. Because I know you're a big fan. And there was only one. And you're like, where's the rest of this? So apparently financing and stuff fell through. Mm -hmm. Now they're going to bring it out in a beautifully, completely uh, one volume set on Kickstarter now. So that one, you might still be able to go kick it if you're a Vampire Hunter D guy like me. But it's probably ended or ending very soon. And then they should be shipping it really soon. So fingers crossed on that. I'm not the biggest guy for the the animes, but that's one that I've heard of and watched some of. And I remember enjoying it back when I had a a spate there. Like I watched that and Cowboy Bebop and uh, Full Metal Alchemist, which I think all of those are pretty good. That one has a big influence on my post-apoc world. Yeah. Mad Max and... Vampire Hunter D. And what would be interesting is, if anybody's paid attention, you've mentioned it, I think on the podcast, that there are aspects of Carnage in the Casino that were directly influenced. I think one guy got it one time, and you just lit up that they got the reference, I think. Or am I crazy? You're probably crazy, probably. Probably. I am crazy, but that's besides the point. But who knows? Because I think it's that the hand thing, or the thing in the hand. I thought no, that was, that's, not, that's uh, not a reference. Okay, maybe that's one of those things where it's... It was inspired by. No, but that was more of like... Well, if, you, if it's from one source and you copy it, that's plagiarism. Mm-hmm. But if it comes from a hundred sources, then you're like, yeah, this is already out there. Now it's almost a trope or a cliche or this, that, and the other. It's fair game now. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, regardless, there's there's not anything that's an outright love letter. But but like you said, a lot of stuff's been influenced by what all kind of. What was it we were talking to our buddy uh, James King the other night about? He was like, well, I, I hate to use that one thing. It's been done. I'm like, yeah, steal with both hands, you know. Well, along that same line, it was like, well, this is the, you know, it's the plot of a game or what have you. And it's like, I remember we did that, a, uh, what is it, uh, Paranoia? Uh-huh. And uh, our buddy Rob was like, yeah, that was, uh, what is the, it's Heart of Darkness is the book, but uh, Apocalypse Now. Uh-huh. He was like, yeah, this whole adventure was Apocalypse Now. We went into the jungle to find the renegade mm-hmm. general sort of thing. So it was uh-huh. like. Oh, yeah, but you don't realize it in the moment. You're not scanning your brain for all these pop okay, culture now, references. To, where do you steal this from? You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot you can get away with. Years ago, I was running uh, some guys that were butt-ass crazy about this sort of thing. We're like, hey, will you run us a game of Recon? Recon was a softbound book. And it's basically, well, it's Vietnam War, and you're basically one of these teams that goes out in the jungle. And I'm like, I have to write an adventure for that? And I'm, that was not really in my wheelhouse. And so I end up uh, going, you know what? I basically was running Predator, and they were loving it. And also at one point went, ah, shit. Later, someone goes, it's this Predator. And I went, maybe. But they were having a great time and up to that point. And then one guy was like, ugh. And I'm like going, all right, I won't have the actual Predator show up. It'll just be, you know, have you blown away by some gong snipers. But <laughs> yeah. more, more realistic. But anyway, ha. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, go with it. Do it, you know. Steal with both hands. Yep. Yeah. All right, how about some TV shows? Television? Um, let's see. I've got movies, movies. Uh, one-shot special. Oh, TV shows, yeah. Okay, before you get to that. <laughs> For me to poop on. <laughs> I watched uh, the TV show Atlanta. Really pretty good, cool about uh, an up-and-coming rapper in the Atlanta scene oh, with uh, Donald Glover. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a great actor. So pretty good show check that out i've i can't remember if it's two or three seasons i think it was two and the third season's about to come around so mm-hmm. i recommend that to you and i have been watching the absolutely trashy pam and tommy the story oh, about the yeah. sex tape Stay. that got sold back in the 90s mm-hmm. and it is absolute national Enquirer trash but it's really good and it's a lot of fun so it's like the train wreck that you know you you shouldn't watch but you can't turn away from yeah and i mean tommy the guy playing tommy lee and it comes off as such a complete ass Mm -hmm. that you're like he kind of deserves any any bad things in life that happened to him so from all accounts tommy lee is spoiled a-hole yeah really a a turd because like if if you because you know that one special that was on netflix the dirt based off the book i mean his character in there doesn't come across very warm and lovable you know but anyway, dun, 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 All right. So TV and shows we were talking about. So get, yeah. 
Here's what you've been waiting for, Matt. Oh, my. Unload. Oh, well. Vox Machina. Wah, wah. All right. On Prime. Get on it. Uh, I, I love it, that. Uh, one thing I can really appreciate about uh, Critical Role is that it's brought so many new faces into gaming. New faces into gaming. It's definitely been a conduit for that. It's, it's helped probably make, in, in its part, it's not like they, they did it all, but they've helped make um, what our beloved hobby more mainstream. Uh, and I think that's wonderful. And I'll give you this disclaimer mm-hmm. that I have never been able to get into the, uh, whatever you want to call theirs, live, live or play. Yeah. They're live play. And so, yeah, I've sat down and tried to watch it a number of times. And I just, I don't engage with it. I know some of, a lot of y'all do, man, it's great for you. I'm glad you enjoy it. I'm not going to poop on your hobby or your habits or whatever you enjoy it. We're probably in the minority, but yeah, I've just never really engaged with the live content, whatever before, but people on the internet were like, even if you didn't like the live content or it's not your bag, this is so different and so great. And you know, since it's, so I've been waiting for it for a while to give it that fresh new chance. Yeah. And I honestly went into it with an open mind of like, you know what? And I love as an adult, though I love cartoons. I really do. I mean, I list goes on, but all that being said, you know, mm-hmm. not, yes, not a fan. No. What? Not a fan. So I've, I will say I've watched the first episode and I kind of had to fight through that. And then I watched about half of the second one. I was like, all right, yeah, this is just not my cup of tea, you know? And then, and then somebody showed you the highlight of episode three, yeah, and which is pull on my anal beads. Yeah, exactly. Uh, written saying in the, the tune of, uh, um, but God, let him say it. Hmm. Oh, Some uh, James Brown. James Brown. And uh, and then the first thing, when the first episode was what, rap. And I'm like, you know, I have no problem. I, James Brown is on my phone, you know, in the millions of songs I have. And there's some rap in there, too. I like some rap. I like James Brown. But in my fantasy show, no, hmm. no, no, thank you. No, thank you. You know, and that's just add that to the list. I mean, it's just a lot of there's like some juvenile antics, and I'm just like, this is the kind of stuff I would expect to see a, a group of high schoolers playing D and D. If I went to a game store and you had some high schoolers playing, you'd be, uh, you know, or like I'm going to be clever and done it. I'm going to play the lecherous bard. You know, oh, that old hackney chestnut's not played out at all. Ugh, you know. Yeah, in the very first episode, they have to break in the action so they can let to remind you that the. Uh, Bard is getting some action while yeah. all this is going on. Yeah. Ugh. It's like, okay, yeah. So, I mean, you know, whatever. But what I love people that are new to gaming, which they brought in, are like, oh, how clever the Bard is, you know, this big lech or whatever. And no, you don't know it, but that's played out. That's that's an old, old chestnut, you know. Yawn. But anyway, um, and add, that, add to the list my, my utter distaste for gnomes in general. That's just, there's like two gnomes too many, I think, or something, so. I don't know. But you guys enjoy it. Have fun with it. Yeah. I give it five thumbs down. Yeah. Yeah. I would bury it under a pile of steaming horse manure, (laughs) shoot it out of a cannon to the surface of the sun. Uh, but I, there were parts of it that I could get into. I, w- I won't lie. During the fight with the vampires, I was I was enjoying that. I honestly, was like I was like that's kind of redeeming. And then you had to show me the part with the that the halfling talking about his anal beads and ruined it for me. I was kind of getting into it for a minute there, you know. Which I am definitely the guy that can watch the show with all the horrible language. Like mm-hmm. I know what Deadwood turns you off, but you know because there's too many. But it's such a great story. I've come back and watched it, and I've enjoyed it. But I've kind of gritted my teeth through the just stream of profanity, and I cuss like a sailor. But don't get me wrong, I don't know. And but again, there's a lot of unnecessary foul language in that that I'm just thinking, was it necessary? You no. Know? Like come here, fuckwad. Yeah. Really. Yeah, I mean that for your verisimilitude and all that, yeah. and I mean a lot of the D and D that we play is Monty Python esque. Oh, there's yeah. a lot of stupid comedy in it. Oh, absolutely. But still, for this to be the people that have elevated the art form and brought all these new people in, and this is the height of gaming, the apex, the acme. This is what it was. I this could... sixth grader D and D. Yeah. This is the kind of crap we were doing, yeah, when we were, I was in like eighth grade or something, like, yuck, yuck, I hit so-and-so in the balls, he, 
You know, and the, here's the thing that kills me is like when I played these games, if you're going before the royalty, and that's like I laughed years ago playing this character that was really, he was crazy. And so we're standing before Little Lord Fauntleroy or whatever, and it's like we need some favor from him, and everyone's stooping and bowing and kissing his butt because he's royalty. And, and, and yeah, and it's like all of a sudden like, well, I don't want to talk to the, the Duke or whatever here. Let's have the crazy guy talk to him. And I'm like going, do you understand that you know, if the GM's doing this at least even close to right, we're going to get thrown at the very bottom of the dungeon. It's like you know, in, in medieval times, go read some books about the 14th century or earlier, or whatever. It's like if you even looked the wrong way at royalty or someone who was some moneyed person, you would get strung up, slapped, shot down, hung from a gibbet. You didn't belch and fart and make you know fart jokes in front of whatever, unless you were the jester or something like that. And so, yeah, it's just, it totally ruins my verisimilitude that, like, what fantasy world is where they can go doing ball jokes in front of, you know, all the hoi polloi or whatever. It's just like. Yeah, and it's like, well, they're all voice actors, so everything they do is better. Okay, so you're going, screw you, fuckwad, in a voice. Yeah. I was expecting uh, really like, oh, these guys have those really, they're putting a lot of deep thought into their lines and they're maybe even using the old pretty, my lord, because they're on the RPG server (laughs) sort of thing. Yeah, like me trying to do all my, it always ended up being some sort of mangled Yiddish when I try to do, you know, foreign or foreign voice or something. Anyway, enough about, I guess, trashing that. Let's kick it some more. (laughs) Let's make sure that everybody that hears this podcast hates us. Exactly. Exactly. Sorry, Ron. You know, but for me to poop on, you know, for critical role to get so much high praise Mm -hmm. and then find out this is what all of it was about. Yeah. It's almost like you need a crumble cookie. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, this is what everybody was. This this is a $4 cookie. Really? This is what everybody was lined up around the corner mm-hmm. for. But, you know, like I said, they, you know what? You know, people, what? People put butter in their coffee. People eat blood sausage. I mean, you know. Yeah. It's like what you like. The fact yeah. that we don't like it should not change yeah. your enjoyment but, of but it sadly, one little bit. We, we live in an age where people like, well, we have everything in common. Oh, but there's that one thing I'm passionate about. You're not, uh, you're, you're canceled. You're alienated. You're not my friend anymore. It's like, guys. If you like it, like it, enjoy it. And who knows, make an articulate argument to me to why I should like it. Who knows? But Or just accept that you like it and I don't. There's going to be things that uh, I like that you don't. And you I'll know? still say maybe the live play critical role stuff might be better. Is fantastic. Yeah. I just can't get into it, so I can't say it's good or bad. I can't yeah. give you a judgment. But I can watch a cartoon mm-hmm. and tell you I did not like that. Yeah, And he's, he's that guy. You've watched every, well, what, three or four of them or something, right? What? How many of those have you watched? Oh, I've watched the first three episodes. Yeah, so, because that's all there was at the time. Because the they're time. doing the every Thursday, you get a new episode, mm-hmm. and I'm like, screw that streaming services. Yeah, give it to me too. all, or I will catch you later, or yeah, never. Yeah, yeah, I want to binge. Give, give it to me. I want to watch it when I want to watch how I want to watch it. Anyway, but yeah, well, all right. So that's our. I guess there were people at the game club last night that were like, oh, my gosh, they were twisting their nipples like, oh, Vox Mac and a mat, and I'm over here biting my tongue. But it's always been like that with Critical Role because somebody will be like, that's fantastic. It's like, I can't get into it. But, I mean, it's like sports, Mm -hmm. whatever sport you want, like Mm -hmm. baseball. I'm not going to sit around and watch a baseball game either. So you may be like, I love baseball. It's, it's not for me. That's, that's not my thing to sit around and watch people in our game club that are like, Oh boy, sports ball. And that's, you know, and they're passionate about their favorite team or whatever. Knock yourself out. You know, you're allowed to hate vampire hunter D and let me know, but Hey, I love it. That doesn't mean we can't be friends. Now that's what I call a sticky situation. Yep. All right. How about some movies or did you have another TV Gosh, no. Movies. You've got to have movies. Yeah, well, you know me in movies. The new Ghostbusters. I liked it. Yeah, I think I already did that one, right? Oh. Because I went out and saw it in theaters. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yep, yeah, I agree yeah. with you. It was really yeah, good. Really good. Um, and I dusted off one we haven't watched in a while, but we saw in the theater together. Fury Road. MF Road. Man, Fury Road. I forgot how good that is. Man, if you have not seen Fury Road, take your left hand and cock it back and slap yourself across the face and then run to watch Fury Road. 
you know. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's yeah. action packed all the way through. And it's it's just well acted, well edited, well directed. It's still I, got a story even with everything going on. Yeah, it moves fast, but it's yeah, it's it's great. It's 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 a worthy addition to the canon of the Rock uh, Max Rockatansky's you know, and people go, oh, it was all about Furiosa. Eh, you know, she's an important character, but Max is still in there. Um, and I watched Free Guy. Oh, okay. That I've would, been wanting to see it that. Would, it first, I just thought this is not my cup of tea, but I kind of watch it under duress, and then I really liked it. Hmm. I really, really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it. But, but Ryan, uh, what's his face? You know, he's he's great. Reynolds. Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is great. And uh, just a fun guy, and he he was great in this. But it really, uh, I because the concept is what you've heard, and you figure, well, if you, you hear the concept, and but no, they really they they did a good job with it. I've heard a lot of mixed reviews on it, so yeah. that kind of made me leery about watching it. But me too. Yeah. All right, I'll check it out yeah. based on your recommendation. Definitely. Uh, well, uh, me and a, a room full of kids. You know, I mean, they love the kids. Were just oh boy, it's amazing. What were you doing in a room full of kids? Didn't they know about the restraining order? Yeah. Uh, you know, you can't be within a thousand feet, but you know, you can what zoom together or whatever. Oh, that's cool. I, you know, yeah. It was, you know, um, and so anything on your end with the movies, TV? Uh, yeah, uh, I watched that movie Whiplash. You remember that one about the drummer? Yeah, the drummer, and it's got the guy that... that J. Plays, Jonah Jameson. And he does the voice of the, the peanut M&M. And I thought it was pretty good. I can't that guy's name. Great actor, though. Yeah. So well, I thought it was pretty good. No, that looks how, like something I could watch. How far would you go to be the best? Yeah, Which is yeah. what we'll be asking ourselves for that Twitch show coming up. Yeah. When we're on our struggle to become the top show on the Goodman Games channel. Dun, dun, dun. How many backs will we stab? Exactly. How low will we sink just to reach the highest heights? How many peepees will we touch? As many as we can, my friend. As many (laughs) as we can. Do that for free. Do that for nothing. (laughs) This is the kind of stuff that you can't get on the Twitch show. You won't be able to get on the Twitch show, so soak it up here. Um, All right. And then I was telling you earlier, I watched on Netflix. I think this fits in this category. I watched the um, thing about the band Leonard Skinner, If I Leave Here Tomorrow. And what was interesting was, you know, they were a great band. But if you look at any imagery, what was plastered behind them on the stage? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going with this. Yeah, the rebel flag. But there's that line that gets kind of old, but it was a different time. And for two is of the surviving band members, one of them expressed regret, but he said, honestly, that was the label trying to brand them as a Southern band and a Southern act. And really, you know, it didn't seem like they were overtly, you know, racist or anything like that. I just hope Neil Young will remember. Yeah. Well, Southern man don't need him around anyhow. Anyhow. (laughs) Anyhow. Anyhow. But now, interesting little tidbit from that. Oh, my. So he, uh, uh, Ronnie Van Zant used to call himself the Mississippi Kid. He just, he just did this. Even before they got big, on the very first album, there's one song, The Mississippi Kid. He wasn't born in Mississippi, raised there, never lived there. But he called himself the Mississippi Kid. But that's where he died. And his, you know, he died in Macomb, uh, Mississippi. So anyway, just hmm. interesting little tidbit there. It wasn't for the Mississippi River or anything? Not that I'm aware of. Well, that, what a guy. Maybe he loved Mississippi mud pies. Could be. Could be. More things that you can't get on the Twitch. You mean on the, uh, yeah, that you'll be able to get on the Twitch, you know? Okay. Um, and, so, and also, you know, recently I've been talking a lot about Spine of the Night. You know, the one where you're like, is this movie trying to get me on drugs? Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, so the guy who did that. You're addicted to it. Yeah. He, yeah. He has a YouTube channel and essentially it's, it's called Exordium. And they have these little vignettes that are in that same world, in that same vein. Anyway, For the little one hitters. Yeah. So if, <laughs> so if you like that flavor, that flavor, or if you hadn't checked out Spine of the Night yet and you're like, well, I like it. Go check out Exordium on YouTube. Just type in Exordium. It's easy to spell. Right. E-X-O-R-D-I-U-M, Exordium. Anyway, they're, and actually, no, that's the name of the film. The actual outfit's called Gorgonaut. Excuse me, Gorgonaut is the people that do it. The particular one I enjoyed was called Exordium. Well, that was a close one. Yeah. I'm glad we got that straightened out. Thank goodness. <laughs> Good thing this isn't a video cast. 
I worry about when it is. Yeah. All well, right. Then we can just stop talking and mug at the camera and just make faces. So there you go. We can do the mean mug. Yeah. How about some video games? I don't play no video games. You weren't allowed to play any video games this whole month or what have you since the last one? I did play a little bit of For Honor, like one or two matches. Did you remember how to work the controls? I can't. I was I was a little rusty. It was sad because one time I was I could beat yeah. someone down. And yeah, it, it's funny how quickly you can you can lose those those twitch reflexes. I was twitch. <gasps> now I understand why it's called Twitch. Seriously? I'm joking. <laughs> I was gonna say you had to see the face for that one, folks. That was like <gasps> I wish ah, came on. the light came hey, on. He gets me five times a day. I got him for once. Oh, that's oh yeah. Hilarious. I mark this down a calendar. I got Eddie. Um, but anyway, no, but, uh, those Twitch, but I played a little bit of for honor and I dusted off, um, what's the one with the, you know, look at it's coming. The darkness is coming. Something to do with light. The light is dying, dying, dying light. Thank you. Second one just came out. Yeah. I saw that. I got an ad for it and I was like tempting, but I have things I need to focus on. Um, yeah. So I've been playing pillars of eternity Two: dead fire, dead fire. So I'm trying to think. The uh, other game, which I can't think of the name of right now. Oh, my. Eternal Smaggish <laughs> Sin Popsicle. I'm not the only one with poor memory. Not anymore, I guess. Yeah, it's rubbing off. But oh. I had been playing that and then Divinity Original Sin. Yeah. And then I was like, ah, I've had enough of this. And I was, we were trying to escape this island in a boat and... That fight was just completely unwinnable. Mm-hmm. It's like, I hope you did this before you left that island or you'll never be leveled up enough to win this fight and you'll have to start the whole game over again. So I went from that to Pillars of Eternity 2 mm-hmm. where they start you on a ship. And I was like, screw that, I'm out. Yeah, I'm I have trauma. Nautical adventures. So I did come back to it. It was really good. The first one, they give you a... Uh, castle of your own and you get to build it up you know how can you pull this money away from the player and take away there's some you know give them something else to invest in so they did a really good job of that in the first one in the second one they give you a ship and that's not nearly as cool no and there was some ship to ship combat which i applaud them for trying something different but that wasn't so great either and apparently lots of people didn't enjoy it because mm-hmm. there's an option now where you can go straight to ship to ship like boarding Instead mm-hmm. of like, ah, I got to fire the cannons at you and turn the ship and do this and do that. Now it's like, would you rather just go board their ship and fight them? Yeah. Mano a mano. So yeah, you can do that now. So clever. It was a good game. That innovative ship to ship combat wasn't that great in my opinion, but I still recommend you check it out. And what's especially if you love that border or Baldur's Gate type of game. So it's in that oh, more man. old school. Yeah. I think Jackson was telling me that last night. Pillar, Pillars of Eternity. Two. Two. And if you haven't played one, I already said that was fantastic many moons ago. And I think yeah, Jackson gives it a, a big thumbs up. Uh, it uh, took me over 100 hours, so that's why I don't that's, have a lot of books, movies, and et cetera right bang. now. That's that's real bang. I See, I love a game where you get your bang for your buck. And so was that on PS4 or PC? PC. PC. Because, I mean, if you like those old Baldur's Gates. Oh, yeah. You must gather your party before venturing forth. Yeah. If that means anything to you, you'll probably like this game. Yeah. If you like this, you'll probably like that. Uh, our good buddy who centralizes our computers recommended us to play Outward. Yeah, it looks really fun. And? It's not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a great game, but it stinks. It's not. Yeah. So I tried it one time for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. I said, eh, this game's not doing it for me. Mm-hmm. The graphics are super dated, if that oh, wow. means anything to you. Okay. For some reason, there's the Uncanny Valley or whatever, like an old Atari game. I can accept, you know, these three pixels here are your spaceship. Yeah, okay, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, when it's like that cusp of the graphics looked eh, and then the graphic, the graphics are crappier. The graphics are fantastic in that period of time in between mm-hmm. where you're like, eh, those look really dated now. Mm-hmm. So if you told me this was a 2003 game or something, I'd be like, yeah, okay. But I think a lot of these type of games do that where the graphics are a lot more lower quality. Mm-hmm. 
Why do you think that is? I don't, it seems like the survival games do that a lot. And if you said this was one guy that worked on it for 10 years and now he's releasing it, I go, yeah, okay. Yeah, that would make sense. There's more, I'm sure there's more to it than that, yeah. but, and I don't know if it's like, this is what the engine we can get a hold of and use reasonably, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's got some dated graphics, which turns me off a little. Sure. And then it is hard as budge. Oh my. It's poopy hard. Poopy hard. As they say on the Twitch show. You're right. Hard as poop. Yeah, yeah, we have to get used to that kind of talk. So I went outside the village. I almost got killed by a chicken. Nice. And then I ran into a couple of bandits and died. Mm-hmm. So that restarted me back in town with less stuff. Mm-hmm. So I go back out. I find I track down the bandits. One of them I had managed to kill, so I grab his stuff and scoop it up and use it to kill the other bandit. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm on my way now to nowhere. Mm-hmm. But it just wasn't. If everything is going to be that difficult, mm-hmm. it's like I can't even imagine when you run across a monster. Yeah. So, so here's a question is, does it have an actual quest or is it just like, nope, you're just wandering around trying to survive? Is that the whole theme of it kind of? It, I have, yeah, you have a quest, but it's not a game that holds your hand, as they say. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, how do I do this or how do I do that? Figure it out, chump. Yeah, I was like, well, I need to rest. Where can I rest? How do I rest? Yeah, it's like, well, you can go to the inn for 25 silver, but I don't have any money. Yeah. I'm right at the beginning of this. I suck. Yeah. So it's like, derp, derp, derp. Yeah, but wow. eventually I found a spot that you could rest without dinero. Yeah. But you have a chance of probably being attacked in your sleep or something. Yep. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. It, this game actually makes you take hours of rest and then you can do hours of um, guard duty mm-hmm. for yourself. Huh. So it's like, if you want to rest for eight hours, you probably need to do guard duty for at least four hours. So the idea is just saying that I needed to, to I need to pass time in the game but I want to show that I'm being alert and wary of my surroundings, I guess. Interesting. Okay. So the, so I tried it once for myself. And I was like, eh, I can tell this one's not going to grab me. And then I tried it one more time for Cody. Because Cody loved it so much and mm-hmm. had praised it so much. I said, I'm going to give it one more chance to grab a hold. Do it for the Cody. Just for, just for Cody, just because of all those computers he's centralized in the world. Yeah. So, Do it for the computer. I had done a little Google boxing to see like, all right, how can I, how can I accomplish the first quest as easily as possible? It's like, okay, there's a guy on the beach. If you go talk to him, that completes that quest. I was like, guy on the beach. I can can talk to a guy on the beach. Hey, forget about it. Oh yeah. What a guy (laughs) on the beach. (laughs) It's on the Jersey shore. Right. (laughs) So I'm going down there and there are these massive, like pistol shrimps shooting out lightning. Now I have just got smoked by a chicken. <laughs> so shrimps shooting out lightning. <laughs> I don't need to mess with that, but I make it to the guy. I walk all the way down there where he is on the beach. I am able to avoid these shrimps with my circuitous route. Mm-hmm. Could you help me? I need a bandage. I don't have any bandages. I don't know where to get a bandage. I know if I get like two linen, I can make a bandage. I don't know where to get two linen. But I don't know where to get two linen. I have no money. And they didn't tell you this in the little cheat? No. (laughs) So I'm like, surely, surely this game will have some shrivel of pity in its black little heart. And I just walk around the area aimlessly. I'm like, please tell me. There's like a piece of cloth. That's washed up on the shore. Cause I'm on the beach. Uh-huh. There are these, there's like shipwrecks out there or something. So there's these boxes washed up. And I was like, surely, surely they'll have some pity on me and I can find some cloth around here or something. Now I had mushrooms that I could brew into a healing potion. He doesn't want that. Yeah, want to, he, he wants linens. He wants a bandage. Clean, He's got clean to have bandage. a bandage. Yeah. Nothing else will do. I could, I can give you clerical healing. No, no, no. I, I'm a man. I'm a simple man who believes in bandages. That's right. My family, Johnson and Johnson, didn't go, didn't fight the wars for this country for clerical magic, sir. Or I need or a bandage. Juice. Oh man. 
So I'm off in search of a bandage. Oh my. Just walking around in the game. Just aimlessly avoiding shrimp lightning. I'm like, I have now walked far enough in this game looking for a bandage. I do not give a crap. So that's where that one lies at. I could pick it back up and maybe go back to town or something. And this is one that I could be wrong on, but when you get the map, Mm-hmm. It pulls up the map and it's like, town is here, the woods are here, the bandit camp is here, mm-hmm. but it does not show your position on the map. So I'm like, how? Because I'm like, if I walk back to town, I could probably sell something I've got. Get a bandage. And get a bandage. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't know where town is for me and how many shrimps I have to walk past to get there. Yeah. So screw it. Yeah. So well, that's like, where it's that's where it lies right now. Yeah. What broke him? Lightning shrimps on the beach. But I know Cody has said he played with his son, mm-hmm. and that could make it a whole another thing. Sure if I was playing with up. somebody else, yeah. that could completely change it. But right now, is the single player version yeah. not for me? Not my cup of tea. Not your cup of tea. But Dying Light Two mm-hmm. is out, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, the Pokemon Arceus is out right now, which I'd like to play. Uh, oh, and um, Elden Ring. Oh, I know you. That's going to be out in a couple Cody of days. Twisting the uh, hoodly doodlies talking about Elden Ring. So, yeah, that one better be fantastic. I have high hopes. Well, that's your, that's your boys that do. Uh, From Software mm-hmm. with all the Dark Souls and Bloodborns. Uh, and, and, yeah. Souls and Blood and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, high hopes for it. High hopes for the it. Highest. But if you need a video game right now. Pillars of Divinity. Pillars of Divinity. Two Pillars. Or, for, or one. Either one. If you haven't played the first one, you have to play the first one. If you played the first one, go I, on and get the second I one. I think the first one, I have it on Steam. I just haven't played it. In fact, I want to think I might even have a PS. Is there a PS version? Uh, probably. I think I might have the PS version. I'll check that out. Check it out. I'm going to check it out. Check it out, man. I'm going to check it out. Because we love things. Oh, There's lot, so many things that yeah. we love. Outer's Gate and its derivatives and things similar. All right. So how about we talk about our topic? What's our topic today, Eddie? How to be a... What was that word again? <laughs> Plenopotentiary of gaming. Of gaming. An ambassador of our hobby. A, welcome fa- a welcoming face to the new people in the hobby or in your area. Right, right. So I know you have a lot to talk about on this one, so go ahead. Uh-huh. Video time. No hazing, no trial by fire, no mansplaining. Let's Could leave you him with explain that. what that is. Exactly. Let me tell you. No, so it's one of those things through the years being in gaming, I've seen where uh, you know people are like new to the hobby. We're talking about being an ambassador. And you'll see like the one person like, I want to play a wizard. Well, no, you shouldn't play a wizard as your first character. You should you should play a fighter. No, let them play what they want to play. A fighter. And then once again, if they're playing a wizard, it's like, you know, you know, it'd be perfect right here. If you do the fireball and you cast it right here. No, no, don't tell the person how to play their character. So don't do any of that sort of thing. That's just really, that that's, I've never met a time where that didn't aggravate the person. Yeah. If they, and that's the thing, someone, it's just in life even. Like the other day on one of our forums that I frequent and you do too, some, some guy asked us a simple question, but unfortunately he gave a little backstory about his question. So everybody had to comment on the, the backstory of oh, the yeah. question. And I'm like, man didn't ask, but they assume, oh, well, you made a point telling us the backstory of the question. Obviously, you're, you're, you're inviting us to comment. No, no, he's not. He, he, you know, just answer the man's question. But anyway, so it's kind of the same principle. If someone said, man, you know, I'm new to this whole magic user thing. Can you give me some input? Oh, yeah, why don't you maybe try magic missile here? But if someone didn't ask or they don't look like they're floundering, don't tell them how to play their character. Don't tell them how to play the game. I mean, right? And right. So, and then as far as hazing, now I've never seen that. And I'm not saying there's not somebody out there that's a jackwad, but that's, as anyone's listened to this podcast knows, that I get mad when people talk about, well, finally, D&D and such games are inclusive. Shut up. But, I mean, never has there been anyone made to feel unwelcome at any gaming table I played at. You know what I mean? Like as far as based off of their gender, sexual uh, affiliation, whatever, race, religious beliefs. Yeah, whatever. No. And there's some people are just assholes, and that's irrespective of any of the other things I just mentioned. That you might go, you know, the, the group says, let's let's kick this guy or gal out. But ultimately, you know, no hazing. Like I said, no no trial by fire. None of the things like because you see in life sometimes like you're the new person to our group, but we have to like. 
put you under pressure or you're kind of like you have to get in the barrel. You get that comment. I want to be recently on a show. Someone talked about when they said, you got to take a turn in the barrel. And I thought, I get that reference. Not everybody would, but, um, you know, and again, like mansplaining to, you know, a, a gal that comes to play or whatever. So, I mean, can you, can you, would any of those topics or things you can elaborate on in that vein? Can you manspl- mansplain to anyone? That's my next question. Well, I laugh. I was at a, a company training thing yesterday and a number of women used the term man brain. And I, I laughed because I was like, no, I mean, I'll, I'll cop to that. Cause in the same breath, they were also, uh, uh, making fun of certain, um, generalities that people make about women as well. So what's man brain? Well, like it was basically at one point, someone gave me some really disjointed instructions on how to get to this place. Uh-huh. And when I, and I, and basically when I got there eventually, and I kind of laughed about it because I'm good natured and they were like, well, I gave you great directions. And I showed them, I said, now read that again. And they went, Oh, uh, maybe that wasn't, I was like, yeah, you could have just said this part, you know, or you could have said, remember that we had that, that one training before, <laughs> You know, and so they were like, har, har, man, burn. I'm like, oh, whatever, you know, I ain't mad. But anyway, so, um, so there. Okay. So I'll give a example right here. I'll take a big risk Do it. and hope that people of some certain people have already tuned out. Please cancel us. Now. But I won't name any names, but I was telling you this story the other day on our little Facebook group for our game club. Yeah. We had somebody go, hi, guys, I'm new to gaming. I'm looking for somewhere to game. They had a fake Facebook name mm-hmm. and <gasps> a cartoon character for their icon, <gasps> which you gasp because that's exactly what my first Facebook stuff was. I created it just to talk to the gaming group like hey we we're going to say there's going to be a game or there's not going to be a game all that's going to be posted on facebook yeah, so if you want to talk to me too bad i don't care about making friends on facebook i don't want to chit chat with my family in far away north dakota but with through facebook it was a cart it was a star screen was your picture and it just said edge anyway with a j yeah yep so anyway so i can definitely sympathize with that and i bet 99% of people out there at some point probably had an alter ego or when they first got on Facebook, that was more acceptable. There was a gal that I was good friends with that went by Harley Quinn, had a picture of Harley Quinn. Well, at one point we were on Facebook with that thing where like, you have to use your real name and you have to use a real picture. And it's like, why? Because we want to be draconian D-holes, you know? So they said, hi, I'm new here. And the reply was, what are you doing in our group? Wow. Our group. So the reply to that was, I was just trying to get into some game here. And it's like, well, I looked at your Facebook profile and I don't think that you would get along with people here. And then boy, did that turn into a whole situation of, but I looked at your profile and I know I would hate your guts. The typical, like, because we don't agree on everything, Mm -hmm. somebody that I've never met, I guarantee that I hate you. And I was like, that is the perfect example of how not to be an ambassador to the game. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Who, who designated you as the gatekeeper, you know, for this game group or whatever. But just keep that in mind. Somebody had to Mm -hmm. welcome you in at some point. So why, why would you take it? And I'm saying this as a general to people anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. You probably didn't learn how to play this game in the vacuum all by yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. So somebody had to invite you in and welcome you and be an ambassador to you. So pay it back. Yeah. Do that. Or if nobody did learn from that and go, you know, I wish somebody had smiled at me when I came into the game store or something instead of, you know, everybody just turns their head the other way. Like, don't ask me anything. And that, again, was, it's kind of maybe in that same vein, but my next thing was going to be, you know, don't be a gatekeeper. So thank you for for bringing that up because that's a great example of someone literally gatekeeping, kind of. And that's the thing about it is, and I'm proud of this, I have a, a nice game room at my house, and I'm lucky enough to have a really fun group of people that have, people have drifted in and drifted out. But the, the core group are very politically diverse. 
you know, we've got uh, a little left, far left, far right, mid right, libertarian, all playing a game together, and it's, it's become like become an unspoken thing. No politics at the table. And look at that. When you put politics aside, we get along. We have a great time. Um, because what makes me angry about this will be like, we love gaming. We're carbon-based life forms. We're Americans. We love our state. We love our country. We love our wife's kids, you know, whatever, something. We have all these things in common. <gasps> what? But you're of a different political party. Brr, I hate you. I have nothing to do with Well, I mean, if they put know? pineapple on pizza, yeah. you get what you get. Exactly. But yeah, so don't gatekeep. You know, this, the gaming is for everyone, you know, and it, it's not your place to decide who, like, who, don't get me wrong. If someone comes to the table, and I think we were talking about this second, weren't we? If someone's a jerk, mm-hmm. re- regardless of, you know, there's people that I completely would never, ever in a minute agree with them on politics, but otherwise we get along great and have a good time. I'm not going to cancel them or disinclude them because, well, they don't think like me on that one subject, but that's kind of where we're at right now. You know, I don't want to go on that soapbox. Um, so anything else we would say about gatekeeping, or I think that was pretty, No, that's pretty succinct. Covers that pretty well, I think. Um, try to make a great first impression. Mm-hmm. And on that, like uh, last night, again, our buddy James King was talking about his table. His players were, their dice were hot. Shh. And they just ran roughshod over what content he had. And he kind of, with a, a sheepish grin and a shrug, was like, oh, well. But you, as a GM, you kind of feel disappointed. You don't, if you're a good GM, you don't want to absolutely trounce your players. But at the same time, you want to be challenged by your content. It's a little disappointing. But like I said to him, I said, this is only the first, second session for these players. Let's be honest. That really helps set the hook. You know, and so it's kind of like when I've been known to be introducing someone to a game like a competitive game for the first time, Warhammer, uh, Mordheim, a board game or whatever, I might be apt to subtly let them win or at least have a really good time of it before at the end I played off like, oh, what outrageous fortune I beat you or whatever. Yeah, make a good first impression. Let them win. Let them have a good time that first time. You might go, well, you, you know, you could hope they're mature and could handle losing. Yeah, but, you know, and, and this, who doesn't like to win, you know? And so definitely first impression, I'm telling myself when I'm trying to introduce the gang to a new game system, yeah. I'm going to let them make extra sexy characters yeah. so that they're going to be more apt to enjoy the game and have fun and I'll upset the hook. Now, if we start the campaign over or come back to it later, yeah, we're going to use the rules in the game that might not allow for quite like, oh, well, you let us have a uh, roll four dice, uh, take away the, the lowest die. Yeah, no, we're doing straight 3D6s this time like you're supposed to, you know, but so kind of make that good first impression. But also have snacks or you know drinks whatever mm. uh, give foot massages you know whatever you do make that good first impression yeah and i would say kind of going back to the other one is a lot of times you see at game shops if there's a group playing if somebody walks up they kind of close ranks and ig- ignore the person that walks up to them instead of saying Hey, buddy, how are you doing? Are you looking for a game? Have you ever played this before? You don't have to say, we're in the middle of our game, and it's really super critical right now. Why don't you start playing with us? Yeah. You don't have to do that, yeah. but you don't have to you know, act like they're annoying you or yeah. they're, you shouldn't be here. Yeah. Yeah, no, and that's that's a good way because I've seen that in all the years I've been gaming. If I, I'd be lying if I said I hadn't seen something. And like a lot of time at the club or such, mm-hmm. when somebody's like, "I just wanted to watch and learn," it's like, "Well, you can watch and learn with a character in your hand. Yeah. Try and press those people into playing yeah, if they're comfortable with it, you know." Yeah. But a lot of times, people that are like, "I just want to sit and watch," with just the most faintest push they'd be happy to join you Let's at the table. It, probably if you could pick their, you could peer into their brain, they really want to play, but there's this certain reluctance or they don't want to impose you know, on yeah. you, but no, put, yeah. Like Eddie said, push a character in their hand and go, come on, man, get in here. Gal, guy, gal, whoever. No, but, and it goes back to all the other things we, and that's why I led with those first about no hazing, no trial by fire, no mansplaining that segues into making a good first impression, you know, and you don't know who this person that just walked up to your table is. Yeah. In a year's time, that could be your best buddy. I tell you what. That could be the guy that's old, guy or girl that's always in your campaign. That's a regular that you're like, I don't I don't know how we played without this guy. Exactly. Kind of like people, Ron. Yeah, I was, just, I was thinking Ron or, you know, Garrett, and some other people that when we first met him, I was like, who is this guy or gal? And, you know, you might just from a visual assessment have a, 
you, you mentally create some sort of a template for where they fit or who they are. And then a year or two later, you're thinking, gosh, I can't, like you said, I can't imagine the club without Ron being there, or Doug and Nicole or, you know, what, whatever. I mean, and Doug, I remember showing up one night and I was like, cause we've had some flash in the pan people. And I thought that's ah, probably another one of these flash in the pan people. Next thing you know, he brings Nicole along. Next thing mm-hmm. you know, they're there every time they can be, you know, they have lives and people get sick and whatnot. But we, we've been very fortunate to have, had some really great people join us to game with and uh you know um and and anybody i didn't mention don't feel any there's there's some there's too many to name but there's a lot of great people in our club and we've met them because when they showed up that first time someone made them feel welcome Mm -hmm. so great first impressions if you're trying to be this ambassador of gaming um let's see Uh, one of these i guess uh, uh kind of fitting into some of this Here's an example I'll give. If, say, DCC, maybe have loaner dice or tell them about the crawler app. Have handy handouts or cheat sheets. Um, if giving pre-gens, make them a little extra buff. I already mentioned that so the players are more apt to have a great first experience. Let them win. Be positive and not negative about other aspects of the hobby. Don't shit on other systems or genres. So while you're talking about, well, we're glad you came to play DCC with because it's so much better than D&D or, or vice versa. DCC is great. D&D is great in their own way. And there's times sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't, you know, so don't because that looks kind of bad if you're over here being negative. Don't don't be negative. You know, at least maybe that first night. Ha ha. But so, yeah. Um, don't ask them what they thought of Vox Machina. <laughs> if you do keep a barf bag handy. Um, Find something the new player or players can associate with. Uh, they love comics? Run a Supers game. They love Tolkien? Do Lord of the Rings. We assume we should use the game we cut our teeth on, but that not might be the best fit. And if it say it's something well, like, say like uh, James has been kind of hanging out at the club and, and hoping to grow his Savage Worlds. The great thing about Savage Worlds, it's a great core game system. You can do sci-fi, fantasy, post-apoc, Wild West, Weird West, World War II... You could probably do a cool Vampire Hunter D. I mean, you, whatever you want with it. So the idea is if he had felt so inclined, he knew what he wanted to run. And he is, I, I don't mean to be a struggle, but I think he sounds like he's a relatively still a novice game master. So it's like, here's my comfort zone. So I don't blame him. But if he was a more seasoned game master, he might would have been, hey, guys, what floats your boat? What are you excited about? Like, look, tell me about what do you like. Like, oh, I love the comic book so-and-so, or I love that one movie. I, I own every or series he could try to tailor a game experience to them if you because it wouldn't hurt to do that um so so those are things you can do to make it a better experience you know because we find that the more and talking about critical role is that their critical role um uh them bring bringing people to the hobby new people and more and like watching um what was the show that was hot stuff for shoot nearly a decade um Big Bang or something. Those all of a sudden it's it's chic to be a nerd or a geek. Uh, people are coming into the hobby, but if their first impressions are poor, you're going to alienate them to the hobby. And it's nowadays there's so many people you can't shake a stick. Maybe people aren't worried about alienating people, but I tell that story I have on the podcast before of being in the line at the grocery store and I thought I heard someone say the word dragon or goblin or something two rows over and I'm breaking out of line losing my place to go hey I know this is weird walk up to the grocery store but did I hear you say something about Dungeons and or Dragons it's like because you were like look this is for the internet and chat groups and local game clubs and trying to find that other D&D player because we were a different breed and there weren't that many of us and you certainly weren't going to try to alienate anybody that's why I get again mad you know now it's inclusive dude we were so desperate for someone new and different to play with or just building a table no one was alienating or disincluding anybody I didn't care if you were a necrophiliac vegan you know whatever it's like oh you play dnd hey we got a game group on tuesdays at seven can you make it you know so anyway yeah so we we want to grow the hobby i'd like to think we try to be ambassadors through fine ambassadors exactly the podcast and our game club and our con you know that we do and you know we go to other cons and uh run games gleefully our twitch show our twitch show to come so ambassadors of gaming yeah. Goodman Games. Goodman Games. We're hoping big time. Hoping to become Reavers. Reavers. We're already road worthy. We'll see. We'll see. What would you would you add anything else? Would you put a cherry on that? Sir? Yeah, I'll say that it also goes to when you're seeking out a game mm-hmm. and not being the guy that's elitist. Like, 
I will only play uh, Pathfinder, and I will only play on Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock when you cook me breakfast in bed. Exactly. Yeah, be flexible, you know. Or if or if not, don't be pouting and sulking when you can't find a game. Yeah. yeah. You're representing the hobby when you're out and about. Yeah. Take a bath. <laughs> hygiene, Good hygiene. Hygiene is not a greeting, you know. But anyway. Oh, man. I think that's about all I have to say about that, sir. Then you know what that means. What does that mean? It means we're all out of hit points. There is another... Skywalker. Ah. Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs>